0: we are recording on all platforms welcome guys welcome back to the podcast banged up with bruce oldham if you don't know now you know i'm just gonna let homie know what's up today's guest is a super sick guy you guys may or may not know him his name is sasha johnston so or john stone i guess depending on how you want to pronounce it he's a skier from park city uh, i believe originally from russia i've never got the chance to speak to him in never got the chance to really get to know him so this is exciting he's a super sick dude looks like he shreds well he does shred really hard so i'm excited to uh, to get to know somebody new and hop on another podcast in the podcast studio because it's been a long time and uh get back to regularly doing doing podcasts but yeah so recently been up to pretty much well december's just passed so i've been skiing pretty much all december hard skiing hard per usual uh been in Quebec most of the time just because Canada's, or just because Ontario is locked down and we don't really have any, don't really have any skiing here. So I've made a couple of maximized trips, learned some new doubles and uh, been good. Body's doing well. Can't really train for MMA right now, which kind of a little bummer, but you know, it is what it is. Um, on top of that, on top of that, not a whole lot of news going on, but uh, yeah, keeping busy per usual. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. If you have, um, if you have and you have, if you have and you aren't already subscribed, go subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you guys leave a comment down below, helps the podcast show up on uh, other people's feed and get seen to more viewers. Also, share each episode. Uh, everybody that shares the episode and tags me in it, um, I'll repost it and I'll give you a shout out on the next episode of the podcast because we're trying to make this trying to make this bad boy grow and become something really badass. So, with that being said, enjoy this episode of the podcast, lads. Let's see how all the Wi-Fi works. Yo, what's up, man? what up good to see you dude how are you good man it's uh another beautiful day in paradise
1: yeah for real huh
0: as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) shit so you don't have work tonight eh? Nah. nice got out for a podcast sick what are you doing for work
1: I'm driving snow at Deer Valley Resort here in Park City
0: that's super sick
1: yeah dude it's so fun
0: That's a nice, that's a sick job. Super chill. The hours are pretty late, though. Yeah,
1: super chill. And hours are only from like 3.30 p.m. to 11.30, so it works out perfect. That's
0: not bad at all, man. That's super Uh, sick. Nice. You've been skiing lots lately?
1: Yeah, a ton.
0: Nice. Sick, dude. Well, I mean, I personally, we've never really met before. I mean, we kind of like talked to each other over Instagram and stuff a little bit. But, I mean, dude, I like to get to know you better, and this is what the podcast is about. So... Tell me a bit about yourself, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, we need to ski sometime, first of all.
0: First of all, well, that's gotta happen. It's been way too long. I've only been to Park City once, but hopefully m- maybe next year, this year, COVID finally opens everything up, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, well, <clears throat> I am living in Park City. I've uh, been here since I was like 15. Okay, um, yeah. Originally from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. So grew up in like a little ski town in the mountains. Um, not much of a park thing over there
1: started out racing and stuff oh yeah you know know, i just didn't like it you know it wasn't really my thing i like to put my own style into stuff and for sure you know not do what people tell me to do so that's where i kind of picked up freestyle skiing and then i moved here because it's just better training and better environment for the type of skiing that i do and you know you do as well
0: yeah for park skiing and stuff for sure yeah so racing how long did you do racing for um, so I was like 10. Okay, yeah, so a, a little bit, got a good base. i never yeah. never got to do racing, but it seems like that's like a lot of people's stories. They're like, yeah, I used to do racing a bit and I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to do all this nonsense that they're telling me to do. Uh-huh. I want to do something different. and Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, for real.
1: So, um, but yeah,
0: both my parents were Olympic skiers. Oh, really? Shit, so yeah. like it really runs in your uh, family then.
1: Yeah, it does for sure. Um my dad did ski jumping. Okay.
0: Um well, Nordic combined, so ski jumping and cross country skiing. Really? you did and, both?
1: Yeah, my dad did uh or my mom did biathlon.
0: That's super sick. Yeah, my parents yeah. are pretty big into cross country skiing, but not at that level. And I hated it oh, to be sick. honest. Like I I I grew up having to go and do it and I was like this sucks. There's like nothing fun about it like just like putting out so much effort and then like now like you go every once in a while, I'm like, alright, it's not that bad, but I was always there like on the cross country skis, like trying to do like three sixties off little jumps and just decking and ruining the skis and stuff, my parents would get pissed off. Just kept breaking yeah,
1: poles and shit. Dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was me every time I went on like a little cross country trip or something. Um but yeah, so um raised by
1: the two parents that I have now, but originally I was adopted from Russia. Okay, when I was 10 yeah. Old. so yeah, I grew up in well, I came from Russia and grew up in Jackson with them. And yeah, they've been, you know, my parents ever since, you know. That's crazy super lucky to have them, and they're the best parents in the world, you know. Yeah. So
0: that's sick, man. Yeah, so you, yeah, you've got a you've got an interesting story then for sure. Because I was looking at your Instagram and it said like you're from Russia, and I was wondering what that is. That's cool, man. That's uh definitely a different past than a lot of people so that's sweet and uh yeah, that's super sick man so you've been skiing for obviously quite how old are you now man i'm 22 oh so you're same age as me yeah. yeah so sick yeah great great time to be alive there's a lot of shit you can do when you're 22 <laughs> and you're always like wait am i getting too old for this and you're like kind of like on the edge you're like maybe i'm too old no i'm really young and i'm like sometimes i feel like a 10 year old kid i'm like just want to do stupid shit all the time and other times i'm like man like i, I should start thinking about like getting a real job and it's like uh no <laughs> yeah yeah, for real. yeah yeah sometimes sometimes i feel the same way i'm like am i like too old to like go pro and then you know i just i go skiing and i've just got all this natural talent you know
1: and i'm just like no i'm I'm gonna, I'm going pro, you know. Good shit. I'm sure you felt this, was, yeah. I'm sure you felt the same way. Like sometimes you're just wondering, like if it's gonna work, and then you know, it's like no, nah, it's gonna work,
0: yeah. Dude, there's a lot of, uh, I've had a lot, a lot of moments like that in the last year or two for sure. And like, like you said, he's kind of like, no, nah, it's gotta work. <laughs> it's gotta work. It's like, shit, I don't wanna. I like, I went to university and college, like the year at both, and like. Cause I was like, man, like skiing, like this was like three, four, and three years ago, or three and two years ago. I don't know. And like, both. I was just like, I, I can't do this. I'm not ready to do this with my life yet. I like, I still got a lot to give towards skiing and like other stuff like that in general. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely like a tough situation. Like, for people our age, getting like, like still trying to make it or like trying to get to that top spot. It was funny. I had a kid, like a random kid, on Instagram DM me the other day. He's like, "Hey, like, I can do like cork sevens and like cork nines and like some stuff like that." And he's like, "But I'm fourteen years old. Am I too old to like get to like go pro or like or to like make it?" And I'm like, "Dude, what the hell?" I was not even skiing park when I was fourteen. I didn't start skiing; when I was like sixteen. Park, like, it's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. So how did you kind of get in? Did you get into competing and stuff like right away when you started park skiing, or what, how was that?
1: Um yeah, pretty much. Uh, I started just doing a bunch of USA comps. Yep. A bunch of super little comps, and you know I was just doing really well from yep. the very beginning. And so I was like, all right, so I kind of have this like going for me. Yep. And then that's what really made me want to just pursue it. Nice.
0: Yeah, cause I was I've been I think I've been following you for a long, long time now, but. You got some, like, like you said, some pretty crazy natural talent. And I mean, I don't know how much you've been training on the off season or not, but, like, you came back with, like, you came this year with a vengeance, like, throwing down Dub 14s on that small Park City jump. That's, like, well, it's not small, but, like, it's definitely not, like, a chill Dub 14 jump by any means.
1: no yeah it's like a 30 foot jump yeah it's not
0: that big it looks small like i had it last year and i'm like it's pretty small and i looked at it this year i'm like like from the videos i've seen it looks really small this year or smaller yeah
1: it's way smaller this year yeah last year was actually a decent size but it's still
0: small you know yeah nothing huge yeah (laughs) and uh did you didn't compete last year at all
1: um no not last year um, last year I was just coming back from ACL, MCL surgery from the season before.
0: Uh oh, you had one of those, eh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> first lovely. one? Yeah, first one. First and last. Yeah. First and For last. Real, first.
0: Yeah. yeah. I haven't done done any knees in yet, knock on wood, but, uh, man, I've seen so many people like, ha- like take a year off from that and not come back, so it's good to see that you've come back and like, coming back strong. How did you, how did you do that?
1: Um, just on a rail, dude. It was like the first run of the day. And it was like a rail that had no skirting on it. Down, flat, down, flat, down. Yeah. And for some reason, my ski just popped off on the first kink. Yeah. And I like, fell and like landed on my chest on the rail. My leg got stuck under it at the end. Ah. Oh. And, yeah, and I just like trapped sideways, but my leg stayed right there. And it was just gnarly.
0: Yeah, that does not sound fun at all.
1: No. So yeah. ever since then, I've been a little scared of rails, but... You know, I'm just trying to
0: get back into it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still early in the year and still, like, we said 22 is that, in my eyes, that's still young, man. So, yeah, long, lots of time. There's people in the UFC fighting for titles fights at the age of 40. Why can't I ski till then? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. real, as, long yeah. as, you, as long as I take care of my body pretty well and, like, don't ravage it too much, I'm probably all right. So... yeah Yeah. i've been trying to tone back on that lately this last year was my like cleanse like not party or do too much of that stuff year so been nice to yeah for sure that's
1: that's this year for me um you know i'm sober right now yeah not not drinking not smoking not doing anything you know like i got my vape but like that's the only thing it doesn't count no yeah but like you know no more mind-altering anything you know just gonna grind hard with skiing and you know see where it goes um this year just really commit 100 percent, because you know someone told me a while back it's like once you commit 100 percent to something the world will stop at nothing to keep opening doors for you yeah and so that just really resonated with me and i'm like all right you know i'm committed to skiing and i'm doing everything i can to be the best skier that i can be and so i'm just like gonna see where it goes
0: i fucking love it dude that's why i wanted to have you on the podcast i was like this guy gets it. <laughs> this guy fucking gets it. Dude, that's what that's what I did last year, man. Like, I was at the point, like we said we were talking about this earlier, not to get too deep into this, but like, because I'm sure people don't want to hear about this all the time. But I'm sure some new little kids like this, especially those 14 year olds that always listen and be like, am I too old? Because I've had dude, that that wasn't the first guy. I've had like maybe like five or six people like that this year. And I'm like, Pfft. But like literally it was, like, what, not last year the year before. Like, I just ended the comp season. I fucked the last comp up, the last contest. I messed it up. Like, came off, like, the easiest trick of my run a little early. Stomped everything else. And I was, like, at the point where I was, like, I, ha- I was, like, driving home from the contest and I was, like, super bombed. And was, like, man, is this it? Like, I have a decision, like, like, I literally work my ass off all summer, save up enough money to do another comp season. And maybe, like, maybe I do good enough next year to, like, start, like, making a name for myself and maybe, like, starting working towards the national team and stuff, and at that point, I hadn't won any, like, Norams or Canadian Open tours or any contests like that, and I was like, you know what, no, I'm just gonna, like, like you said, 100%, and dude, like, I 100%ed it last year, so much stuff opened up, like, I came into the first contest the year I went to Aspen Open, I wasn't even planning on doing a full contest season, I was like, I'm gonna do Aspen Open and maybe one other contest, and then, so I did, so I started late, did Aspen open, did pretty good there, got like fifth, and then I was like, shit, I'm going to do all the contests, and I did all of them and like, won 100%, and like, that was my, it was my best year, like, by, by far, and like I'm, like, like you said, doors just keep opening up and stuff, which is super cool to see, and for sure. Yeah, that's, sick. that's sure. Sick. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll probably have that this year, for sure, especially if you keep up the way you are. Have you been, uh, ripping at... Um, cause I saw a couple clips at the, at the airbag at Park City. Have you been going out there a lot this summer?
1: I did, yeah. All summer I was there training, learning new tricks and stuff. Nice. And, yeah. It's so nice over there, dude.
0: Um, How far is yeah, that for it's you? Sick.
1: It's like 10 minutes away. Oh, that, Dude, that's
0: so sick. That's perfect, man. Yeah. yeah. That's super sick. And can you get like a season pass there or something, or...
1: Yeah, you just get your U.S. free ski membership, and mm-hmm. then um, a Utah Olympic Park summer pass, and then you just sign a bunch of waivers, and you join the Park City ski and snowboard team, so that you can get coached on it, and then did all that and just seshed it all summer.
0: Nice. How often were you getting out?
1: Um, like twice a week.
0: That's good, man. That's good. Do you notice it helped yeah. a lot?
1: Oh, dude, it helped so much. Like I'd never, I'd never really done four teams before and then i did them all summer with some 16s and some 18s mm-hmm. on the bag you know and then i mean that's probably the only reason i did on the other jump at park city is like i mean i was doing them all summer i just yeah it's a big jump though compared to that little jump well
0: oh for sure i was gonna ask you uh how it's set, how it's set up because i haven't been hit it yet i've always wanted to go and hit it there's the one in quebec that i hit that's like for me it's like eight hour drive but i went up and did like i probably racked like 20 20 days on it this summer and like it helped a lot a lot for me too like i got like you said like 14s and stuff on the bag that they did, did like quite a bit all summer i went to snow this year it was like not like wasn't that bad to take it to snow but um okay. that setup looks like even bigger than the one i was hitting so
1: i heard the yeah, trainees dude.
0: really quick too
1: yeah i mean i i saw the the bag that you were hitting that looks sick it's you pretty dope shots on it's that. pretty
0: big yeah it's not too bad
1: yeah, the one at the UOPs, I think, like, I want to say, like, the equivalent of, like, an X Games big air jump almost. Okay, that's pretty sick. It's, like, it's a big jump, yeah, and you can probably take it, like, 100 feet or more. But,
0: yeah, like, you yeah. can you can really uh, start. Can you, There's different starting spots, obviously, eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just tipped in all the time, so yeah. it was just, like, straight from the top.
0: How's it for Switch? Pretty good?
1: I haven't, dude, I didn't hit a Switch. I've, no? No. <laughs> No, that that scares me. I don't know. For some reason, the dry slope and switch is just like terrifying for me. It's terrifying. You know, so confident, for sure. to, yeah. But I'm like so confident going switch on snow that if yeah. I'm gonna learn switch trips and do like switch 14s and 16s, it's just gonna be on snow. You know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And like a lot of, I don't know. Like for me, I have, I I did like a lot of switch stuff, but like. I I like that mindset of, like, just trying new things on snow and not, like, I mean, there's, like, I know a lot of people that they're, like, if I don't do it, like, 80 times on airbag perfectly, I'm not going to take it to snow, and I'm, like, most of the tricks I learned growing up, I'm, like, I have no idea how to do this, I'm just going to send it on snow, and it might work, it might not, and I kind of like to bring Uh, that back and, like, keep that alive a little bit, so. Yeah, for real, you know, it's, I mean, it's a lot of that, but at the same time, it's, like, that's why the bag is good it's like it teaches you
1: the fundamentals of the tricks and then like so like especially with big tricks like triples um like that's why that's where the bag is super helpful but other than that like it's just better i mean i think it's just easier for me personally to do it on the snow oh yeah you know like i mean i didn't want to try my first triple on on a jump on snow but you know I'd rather do a switch triple but that's a little different but like trip yeah. 14s and 16s like that'll just happen on a big jump soon
0: for sure and like when you have those big jumps it's like you can just go straight from a dub 10 or 12 to that but it is good to like you say like try it on bag and at least get the feeling going in your head two or three times because like I did tried a couple triples what like three or four days ago and like my ski kept coming off because I have my sister's dins or my sister's bindings on them and they only go to like 11 or 12 which is pretty stupid on my part, to be honest. But, like, if I didn't do a bunch of triples in the summer, like, on airbag, like, I'm pretty sure I would have bailed out of that axis and probably died. So, not died, but, like, yeah. got wrecked. So it's, like, good to be yeah. comfortable with it. And like you said, for Switch stuff, too, like, if you're kind of, um, like, say you're comfortable doing Switch dub, like, or you're comfortable doing dub 14s and stuff on snow, like, four, or doing it on a bag forward, like, that helps, like, if you want to take any of those tricks, like, Switch or like, I mean, eventually, because it's it has gotten to the point where you're doing switch dub sixteens and stuff. Like you can get the feeling of like wrapping around in the trick. Like even if you can do it forward, like it's like switch one into that or something.
1: But, no, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: You have um, like for your you're talking about the switch triple, like you like you have a really sick cork three axis that you do in, like, dub 7, you can do it both ways, right? And du- like uh, You yeah. did the trip to trip 10, too. That is the sickest axis for the switch triple, too. And I could see that, like, once you get, like, if you can get comfortable doing those, like, switch dubs like that without wide safety, and, like, I feel like a switch triple, as long as you have a big enough jump, it would be super chill, too.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Like, doing it on tramp is super mellow. Um, I just, dude, I want to do them on skis. I need a big jump.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, is there anything big open to open up around there or no?
1: Uh, Woodward just opened their big jumps. Um, and Woodward is sick, but I mean, it's just super hard to get the speed for the jump.
0: Park City um, or I mean, Chopper?
1: It's in Park City. The Woodward Park City one? Park, Ye- Park City has a Woodward. Now. Yeah, because
0: I hit that jump last year. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah for Rev Tour.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty it was, good, like, it was big enough, but it was, like, like you said, it was a little hard to get speed sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing about Woodward, but other than that, the whole facility's sick.
0: For sure. So, let's, I mean, let's get into it. This year, man, what's the, what's kind of the plan for this year? Like, what do you want to do? Like, obviously, contests are kind of, like, on the back burner, no one knows what's going to open up. Do you have any ideas for, uh, like, filming video parts, or just learning tricks, or, like, putting out content, or, like, just waiting to rage at contests or street or anything like that (laughs) or what what, what's kind of the idea um so for this year um
1: my big plan is just really get my feet back under me Mm -hmm. and just come back super strong and um there's a couple little local competitions that i'm gonna do just to get some fis points yep so that i can qualify for rev big airs. yeah because you gotta
0: qualify for those eh especially if you don't have any results
1: yeah. yeah, so I mean, I really just want to do the big air comps
0: yep. um, as much as possible, but in order to do those, I need to qualify um, through this upcoming Futures tour.
1: That's oh, yeah. To yeah. yeah, so I need to do that and hopefully get a good place in that um, so I can qualify. But, you know, my big plan is just big air comps um, and skiing and learning as much as I can. Um, and. You know just seeing where that goes and i'm gonna do ton of filming get a ton of content out there like mm-hmm. my goal would be to like do something like you and post like like pretty often you know yeah like, i see you posting sure. all the time and you know that's one of my big goals is just keep putting content out there um just to get my name back in the industry essentially yep, for sure and then like the big future goal would be x games big air mm-hmm. for sure Yep. um and so that's that's what I really want to do
0: but, World Cup big airs know, X games big air all that stuff
1: yeah World Cups X games city big airs air look like insane to you yeah dude like the big Air Atlanta those stuff. yeah
0: it looks unreal the vibes there look sick like especially like with a lot of people like there and it'd be really cool
1: dude it's so sick it's just such a good environment and that's dude I want to do that you know I've been chasing the stream my whole life and mm-hmm. that just seems like I don't know, so perfect and so fun, you know? For sure. It's just more about the experience for me, you know? Like, obviously, I want to win and I want to do super good, but, you know, it's the experience with the other athletes, you know, that are there from all over the world, you know? Just go interact with them and watch them ski and stoke each other up and, you know, just vibe, dude, and then compete.
0: For sure. No, that's definitely, that's always why I've kind of, like, leaned towards things like, rail jams and big airs like I those are my favorite kind of events just because of that because like I mean you've done some slope comps and like the it's just like it just it's not the same uh attitude towards it it's like in a slope style event it's always more serious and it's more like me versus you and I'm a very competitive person so I kind of like comes like I try to like just be having fun and stuff like that but I'm always kind of like eyeing up what everybody else is doing for runs and stuff like that and whenever I'm doing like big air or like rail jams or anything i'm just like yo i'm gonna send this trick (laughs) man i like and like everybody just starts sending and it's like everybody's feeding off everybody else's like energy and it, it just makes for a really good time
1: yeah for real um and like what you're saying about slope style it's like it's super serious you know yeah and for me like i'm a person with super crazy bad anxiety so like i get up there and it's like comp day and dude i'm freaking out in my head i'm like i don't want to do this you know like
0: yeah, yeah. like
1: i can't be here right now like i don't want to compete you know it's just my anxiety has always gotten the best of me and, and
0: worried about like not landing runs and stuff like that
1: yeah for yeah. sure and But, you know, a lot of that, I feel like, was from, like, smoking and stuff. My anxiety just got so bad before comps, I couldn't do them. Yeah. Um, And now that I'm, like, sober and doing super good, I feel like, you know, I'm just ready to go, dude. Like, put me on top of the slope course for Futures Tour. We're going to make it happen, dude. We're going to make light work of that course, and it's going to be a fun event.
0: That's sick. I love that, dude, because I was back, like, I mean... I, I, I wouldn't say I have really bad anxiety, um, but, like, I everybody gets nervous before events, and I used to get, like, quite nervous before events, but, like, like you said, like, you like, sober now, right? Everything's cut out, and you feel like you're, like, put me in that situation, I'm ready to go. That's what, that's what happened to me last year. I was, like, doing everything right, doing everything I was supposed to, like, wasn't really going out, wasn't partying. I was, like, going to the gym whenever I was supposed to. I was training whenever I was supposed to, and, like... I you just there's just just this confidence that you have because you know you're doing everything you're supposed to you know? like you're there and you're like yeah I'm here I'm here and I'm gonna make this shit happen no matter what which is sick um do you like would you rather just do like only big airs instead of like slope or like do you like kind of have a desire to do like do like is like X game slope or anything like that something you're interested in or more mostly just big air
1: mostly just big air uh, yeah. you know obviously. Uh, It all comes with the territory. You know, I got to do some slope comps to qualify for the big air comps. But, um, you know, my main interest is just big air, you know. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like I can really stand out and show the world my style and, you know, my creativity with tricks and stuff. So that's really just my focus is big air.
0: Yeah, I think that's got your stamp on it for sure. You like... Just seeing, like, what you've been able to do in Park City on those jumps over the years and stuff. Like, I think, I I honestly think I started following you, like, maybe, like, four years ago. And, like, I was watching, like, you do, like, some insane stuff. I was like, no way. This is so sick. And uh, I definitely think that's, like, something you'd definitely excel at, too. Especially on, like, when you have that much airtime on big jumps like that. And, like, you have that, like, kind of crowd in that environment. And you're, like, hyped up. Like, things just kind of, like, happen. You can, like, make, like, you just, like. Like, you can make new tricks happen that you've never even tried before, for sure.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah, and then, like, I mean, especially after the other season when I hurt myself on a rail, like, you know, those slope course rails are, dude, they're freaking big, man.
0: They're big, and each year they get bigger, man. (laughs) uh
1: Uh-huh, and so, like, trying to lace some tricks on on the rails and the top, and then, like, the jump tricks are fine, but, like, trying to put together a bunch of different rail tricks is, like, for some reason it's super hard for me. So, that's... Like, one reason I like big air is just one big jump, and, you yeah. know, it's my thing. Like, I'm I'm a jump skier, you know? For sure. Like, I'm not terrible at rails, but, like, you know, I definitely prefer jumps.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say you're terrible at rails at all, like, from what I've seen. But rails, like, rails, especially, I would say, in slopestyle comps and, like, just in general are the hardest thing to put together. Like, to be consistent on rails is, it's is, it's extremely hard. Like, that's why you see people like Andre Regatley doing K-Feds in his X Games run and stuff, because... Like, it's hard to be, like, it's hard to be consistent, and, like, for me, the problem I always found is I'm always, like, I can do, like, a 2p4, I'm, like, I'm going to do that in my comp run, and then, like, it's so unrealistic, because I'm going to get a one in, like, a ten, one in every ten tries, and, like, why would I pick a trick like that? So, like, over the years, I've had to, like, try to, like, hold myself back, even in jump tricks, too, like, in slope comps, and do, like, maybe, like, 70% of what I'm capable of in a slope run, which also kind of, like, isn't as fun is like giving it a 100% in a big air event in my opinion cuz like you're kind of holding yourself back just to like like just to make it or just to like land something and I kind of I, I I very much like to send usually so
1: Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. So, who did you uh, grow up skiing with and stuff? Like, who do you who did you ski out with and like was it just you or like did you go to the hill by yourself and just shred or did you have a bunch of homies?
1: Um Growing up in Jackson Hole was a bit different than uh, growing up here. In Jackson, you know, it would just be me. And uh, I'd go with the Jackson Hole Freeride program a little bit and ski with them. But, um, you know, for the most part, it was just me, dude, and just hot lapping the park. And, you know, just a 10-year-old kid just throwing, like, anything just to make myself feel good and, you know, be different from everybody else that wasn't, like, skiing park and stuff. For um, sure. So a lot just by myself up in Jackson, but here in Park City, um I moved here when I was fifteen and by yourself I was or with your with, family? Yeah, by myself. I was oh, living shit. with the Wasatch Project. Yeah. Um it's like a group of skiers. Um Quinn Wolferman was part of the Wasatch Project. Yep. And me and him yeah. lived together and like we would all just live in the house and do our school when we had to and then go ski all day, and just, it was just a group of kids, like, skiers and snowboarders that just wanted to ski all the time, you know, and so I would tread with them all the time, and then Team Park City for a little bit, and yeah.
0: That's super sick, man, that's, like, an awesome environment to grow up in, like, uh, from where I'm from, I'm, like, basically the only skier in all the area, and, well, like, at least in my hometown, so, like, and in Ontario and stuff, there's no such thing as, like, having a ski school or anything like that which is where you gotta ski and do your homework at night which is super sick I was also kind of past that age when I really got into it like seriously enough so but yeah that that's really sick and uh yeah so do you still have that car? cause I was like looking at your Instagram like the do you still have that?
1: the, the BRZ yeah. one with the yeah I still have it um I'm trying to sell it right now you know I have my other Subaru my Subaru STI hatchback I have that thing that um, it's just a better car for me. It's all-wheel drive. It's a hatchback. Yep. Um, and so it's just a better car. The BRZ is super impractical and only good for, like, looking good and going to car shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: So that thing's going to get sold hopefully in the spring. And then, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have it.
0: Sick. Are you a big car guy then, obviously?
1: Yeah, I love cars. You know, it's just, like, my little escape from the world and from all the stressors of life. You know, it's, like, go work on my car. Go drive and cruise, and just listen to music, or turn the music off and listen to the exhaust. You know, it's just it's just a big like therapeutic thing in a way for me.
0: Yeah, for sure, that's sick. I uh, <clears throat> I've never been like super into cars, but always been something. I'm like, oh, I would love to have a nice nice whip, but my Honda Civic is it's doing the job right now. <laughs> it gets the hey, job done. It gets you to that's the, the hill and back, so that's
1: all it, that's all it exactly. needs to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: For now, one day though. One day we'll upgrade. Give me a second. Sorry, my camera just shuts off at like thirty minutes. I don't know why. Gotta go turn it back on. But we've already racked thirty minutes, man. It's good. To, it's good. to know you, dude. It's it's always interesting talking to somebody new because you never know what you're gonna get. I mean, you kind of assume and like pretty much everybody's really chill, but like it's cool to hear everybody's story and see kind of like where people come from and like all that nonsense. Um,
1: yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Is there anything you want to talk about or anything like that? Um, any topics you, know, you want to cover or any shit? Or are you good?
1: You know, um, I don't know, man. I don't, I didn't really prepare too much
0: for this. Dude, I didn't prepare but- either, so don't worry. I usually have like a couple questions written out and like come prepared, but you're like i try to upload one every Tuesday and you're like, I was like, yo, like, do you want to do it tonight? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get everything set up then. And I was like, damn it. But, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: um, no, man, you know, just, like, just want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, just, like, I don't know, us, like, being, like, not, like, huge in the industry, but, like, upcoming athletes, you know, like, mm-hmm you've got a big following like there's a bunch of kids that look up to you and like starting to get there yeah Yeah, like kids um just asking you questions and you know just really want to touch on the subject of um you know it's all just a mental thing it's all a mind thing you know Mm -hmm. um like it's really it's like scary trying to push yourself and like get in like get yourself to do bigger tricks and get into like the big jumps and big features like and stuff for sure but um you know, it's, like, there's that fear that a lot of people have, and, you know, I know I have it, but instead of taking that fear and, like, being, like, all right, this scares me, and so I'm kind of, like, going to be resistant to doing something new, but using that fear as um, a motivational tool, you know, using that fear to push you forward Mm -hmm. and to achieve your goal, that's, like, that's super crucial in, like, just the start of skiing, and even, like, for, like, the pros nowadays, you know, like, they're kind of, like, past that point but you know they they still get scared on stuff and oh for sure it's like the big thing that we all need to focus on is using that fear to motivate yourself to just go beyond where your imagination can take you you know yeah that's and, su- yeah
0: it's just- that's that uh, you're definitely on it i actually got like you said that question literally from a kid like three weeks ago and i didn't really know how to how to uh, answer he's like he's he was like um like I, I really wanna get really good at skiing and I wanna like compete and stuff, but I don't know how to get past my fear of like trying new tricks and I mean maybe you have some insight on that, but I, I kinda like told him like what has helped me is like just knowing that I'm prepared, like and like I've done the like done what I need to do and stuff like that to do it. But also, man, like I, I've kind of like come from uh from a side of like where I grew up, I, I kind of was like that kid because I was like really short growing up, right? and, like, I was, like, that kid that I always wanted to impress people, so I was always kind of, like, sending and doing, like, dumb shit and, like, things like that, so it wasn't, it wasn't ever, it wasn't, like, super hard for me to convince myself to try something, like, obviously, stand at the top, you're gonna try your first triple, or your first dub 14, like, it's super scary, but I, I usually can, like, block that out, I was wondering, like, what you, what what do you, what would you do to do that, like, or get past that? Um,
1: you know, dude, there's a lot of things that that like come into play when in that sort of situation, but something for me is, you know, not just like being like, all right, I'm scared and like shoving that feeling away right away, being like, no, I don't feel that, but like you gotta acknowledge it. You gotta be like, all right, I'm scared to do this, yeah, but I'm gonna lace this, you know, I'm gonna do it, and then like that's just for sure. You know, I don't really know how to say, it, but that's the way to do it. You know, it's just like you acknowledge that fear and then you tell yourself like, like, you know, that you're gonna lace it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, our words are kind of our reality, so it's like, if I tell myself, oh, I'm scared to do this, I'm gonna, like, you know, I'm gonna fall. Or like, what if this happens? Yeah, then that's, dude, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. But like, you tell yourself, right, I'm gonna lace this, I'm gonna do this, Um, you know, or like, in a comp day, you're like, right, this is gonna be good, I'm gonna do good, like, that's what's gonna happen you know you don't what you put out into the universe is what happens i believe so yeah just tell yourself you're gonna do it and acknowledge the fear and don't like like lie to yourself and be like i'm not scared but like yeah just
0: just that's super sick yeah i i definitely agree with you on that that's i never really thought of like acknowledging it I i don't really like like you said like just acknowledging it and going from there but like i've been doing like looking into, like, sports psych and stuff and doing, like, a little bit of, like, meditating and, like, or like trying to work, like, on the mental part of it because that's what always affected me when I was comp skiing was, like, I would get in my own head and, like, exactly what you said at comp runs, I'd be, like, what if I mess this trick up? And then guess what? I always mess that trick up. So one thing that I started doing was, like, before I, like, when I start, like, thinking about it or before I do the trick, I'm, like, what if everything goes right? Is like, what I always say to myself. Like, I always say to myself before, like, I'm trying my first dub like 14 or something. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this. What if everything goes right? Like, and like try to set that, set that mindset into it. That's, that's cool that like to see other people that think the same way.
1: No, that's for it. sure. Yeah. And like another thing, like, um, I don't know, do you know, Jonah Williams.
0: Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. J- Not Jonah Williams.
1: But... He, he's always told me, I went to a Wasatch project with him for a little bit and, um, he always told me, he's like, take a deep breath, like before you do something, yeah. don't just rush into it, you know, he said, take a deep breath and visualize the trick and then do it, you know, but you got to calm your head for a second, you know, like just a big deep breath, tell yourself you're going to do it, visualize the trick and then just go.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, a. Uh, yeah, it's that's, that's definitely one of the things that like I had a problem with. I always used to, like when I was trying new tricks. I was kind of that guy, like I try a new trick and I'd be like, "All right, I'm just gonna send it." And I crank like the most intense music and just like drop in and like that never worked for me. So, the definitely the deep yeah. breath thing is kind of more the, more the way to go for sure. Um, did for you sure. did you watch any of the World Cup stuff or did like did you see I, any of the clips that came from it?
1: I didn't. know. you know the only thing that I really saw was on your story from Evan McEachran.
0: Oh yeah dude that was insane but like that some of the nuts. some of the some of the tricks that got done at that i didn't get to see the live stream because i couldn't find it but some of the tricks that got done at that contest were pretty pretty insane like most people like in fi- most people like to make finals were doing like uh du- trip 16 or a switch up 18 which is like definitely it's, it's the, le- the level of skiing is getting out there man for sure but
1: dude it really it really is it's crazy yeah
0: but it's it's sick to like have especially places like um park city and stuff and like for me like maximizing quebec where we like you can kind of like start to push that safely like because those are those are like at that level like it's like if you like mess up it's it's not like you're messing up on your first cork seven it's a little different <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little but, bit <laughs> just, just a tad yeah Cool, dude. Well, I got one last question before that I ask everybody in the podcast before I wrap it up. Um, where do you see yourself in five years, and like, what like, what's the future hold for you? Um, it's a tough yeah, that's question. A tough yeah. Um.
1: You know, uh, you know, I really like to say that I see myself uh, just chasing my dreams and following wherever skiing takes me. You know, um hoping x games and, yeah for sure um world cups and stuff yeah and then you know just you know really working on myself and working on who i am as a person and trying to be the professional athlete that you know i am meant to be so you know i think that's where i see myself
0: that's super sick man i like it i'm gonna see you there we're going to have to cruise some uh, X Games Big Air laps eventually in
1: the future. Of, of course, yeah, of course, bro.
0: Have you uh, hit the X Games Aspen jump before? Mm-hmm. No. Like not. Have you ever been to Aspen Open?
1: Mm-mm. Oh. No, I was going to go um, not last year, two seasons ago, yeah. but then my knee.
0: Yeah. I hit it I've I've hit it the last couple of years. It's it's a treat. It's like I think they make it a little smaller for um mm-hmm. for the Aspen Open, but it's still like it's pretty damn fun, so.
1: Dude, it, it looks sick. so sick, yeah. Hopefully, Aspen open this year, though, big air.
0: Hopefully, like, if, I i mean, I don't know what the situation in the States is, like, when, in terms of, like, lockdown and restrictions and stuff, but if it's going down, I'll be there, so.
1: No, yeah, for sure. I mean, we got this vaccine coming out all over now. You know, who knows how effective it's going to be, but, yeah, you know, hopefully that'll open up a lot more opportunities for comps and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. At least your hills are open. Mine aren't even open, so... Fair
1: it's enough. I do you got good. maximized though, dude. That looks yeah. so sick. It's
0: super sick, but like I said, it's an eight-hour drive for me, right? And like, eight-hour drive, and then yeah. it's like a hundred bucks a day to go training. So it's like, there goes like a lot of my budget for the summer and like, or for my for the winter and shit. Like, and all the money I saved up, like I'm I'm spending it, but I'm also enjoying the piss out of it. So yeah, it's no kind shit, of like a good it's good trade off
1: dude yeah i mean that's that's a pretty good trade-off you know like i don't have any jumps like that right now that i can just go yeah do whatever i want or like any sort of tricks like you're doing right now so for sure i mean i envy that you know it's definitely worth it in my eyes
0: yeah exactly and like the, the really sick play thing about maximize is it's not chairlift it's a rope toe so you can get so many jump hits like in 30 minutes if i really want to i could get 30 hits in like i think i, I think i did like 15 dubs in like 30 minutes one day and it's like you like if you want to get after it you can really get after it so yeah that's it, so it makes it makes it worth it although like outside of like i haven't skied an, a legit like run that wasn't in the park this year yet like i've not skied a, a, a single run down an actual hill or a groomer this year i've only hit park jumps and park rails that's it so Damn. kind of bit of trade-off but you know
1: that's yeah, you know, what I mean, it's still, it's still dope. You're still hitting a big jump, yeah. which I wish I could do. <laughs>
0: it's nice to get the air time again. Actually, like I, I just noticed like when I started doing like even just like sevens and fives and stuff. I'm like, man, just like getting the feeling of just like being in the air again is so nice.
1: 100, percent yeah. Really feels,
0: really feels good. Anyways, dude, we racked uh, f- over 40 minutes now, and I gotta get to bed soon, so. Uh, we're gonna wrap this podcast up uh do you want do you want to say anything else you want to plug yourself on instagram or anything go follow the man i don't know what your instagram is like but off by heart so
1: yeah um well yeah i mean everybody listening just you know go follow me at pasta jaw um and you know i just i thank you bruce for this opportunity and i look forward to skiing with you in the future homie
0: dude yeah we're gonna have to shred in the future for sure